and this internal work, because what we don't realize is that we've been socialized and conditioned to not trust ourselves as humans mm -hmm. socialized as women. We've been taught actively time and again and again to put our needs last, our wants mm -hmm. last, our mm -hmm. truth last, our authenticity last, mm -hmm. to make our bodies smaller and smaller, to be quieter and quieter, mm -hmm. right? We have been socialized to not exist. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to the show today, everyone. We have a bonus episode for you today. Because we've been talking to so many amazing women, having lots of conversations, we didn't want to um, wait weeks and weeks to get you this conversation. So we decided to release it as a special bonus episode. Our guest is Victoria Albina, and she is a certified life coach. She is a nurse practitioner and also someone who is an expert at meditation. What we talk about in this conversation and the what I'm going to share with you is a lot of really interesting conversation about what is the inner child? It's something that I know I've heard about for a very long time, but uh, Victoria gives a great explanation of what it is and how it impacts us and how we can really work on it. Um, and we also talk about burnout, what it is, how to tell if you're burnt out and what to do about it. We talk a lot about um, how to give ourselves compassion um, and really work on thinking about how to recover from stress and trauma and anxiety. So I really enjoyed my conversation with Victoria. We're going to give it to you now and hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Well, welcome to the show, Victoria. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I am really looking forward to talking with you because um, when I was looking through you know, and the team looked through all of the information about you and what you know, I thought, oh my gosh, there's so many things in here that I want to know that I don't know. And Aww. so I'm excited. And I think that our listeners are going to be the same, like things that maybe we've heard of, but don't really know that much about. So I'm excited to kind of jump in. Um, so why don't we start with like you're a life coach. Can you talk about what inspired you to become a life coach and to help others heal? Yeah. So uh, I started my career out actually in public health. Um, I'm a UCSF trained family nurse practitioner and I worked in primary care and functional medicine for many, many years. And I came into that work, into the work of healing and medicine because I was very, very sick myself from birth and into my 30s when I took my health into my own hands. Mm. And what I came to see mostly over the years of doing holistic and functional medicine was that folks were coming to me wanting supplements, wanting tests, wanting diagnostics. Mm -hmm. And yes, they had physical experiences, right? They had actual symptoms. Uh, right. But what was underlying so much of it, what the true root cause was beyond the parasite, right, beyond whatever physiologic thing was going on, was stress, distress, and trauma, was mm -hmm. not living into their self-love, not living mm -hmm. into their authenticity and integrity, mm -hmm. not knowing how to overcome their codependent, perfectionist, and people-pleasing thought habits, mm -hmm. not knowing how to source their sense of self and worth 
deeply within themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that was continuing to keep their autonomic nervous system firing in ways that don't lead to a happy thyroid, a happy digestion, to a life mm -hmm. with less pain, cause reproductive system issues, right? Mm -hmm. All those downstream effects mm -hmm. of the stories we tell about ourselves is yeah. what people were coming to medical care for. And yeah. it didn't sit well with me, right? Mm -hmm. To recognize that this was what's happening and to simply keep throwing supplements at it. So yeah. I started making this shift. I started about a decade ago in the last five years, made life coaching more and more of my practice. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the last two years or so, just said, basta, I'm done with the medical part. Let's really, really focus in on this root cause, this root cause of a lack of self-love and self-worth. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I mean, it's just so interesting and uh, it makes a lot of sense to me as you're talking about how this came about, but as a nurse practitioner, correct me if I'm wrong, where sort of where you started, you can actually prescribe medications yeah. to patients like that. Yeah. Cause yep. I, I, the, every nurse practitioner I've, I've encountered, they, they can in fact do that. Yep. And I wonder, is there something about the fact that, here you were being asked to help people prescribe medication to them. And you were looking at it thinking, why am I, I think there's another way. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I'm, I find that very, this, this idea of medicine from a different standpoint and looking at people differently than just how do we solve this with you know, a, a, an actual medicine. Can you talk about that difference in terms of, of, of the philosophies, I guess? Right. So I trained in herbalism before coming into Western medicine. Um, mm -hmm. That is also a part of my ancestral lineage. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I, it really comes from the place of believing in our innate capacity to heal that mm -hmm. we are each of us is the medicine that we've been looking for, right? Mm -hmm. To broaden that term, medicine beyond a pharmaceutical, music is medicine, dance is medicine, nature is medicine. All of our relationships are potentially medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so looking inward to say, I know I have the capacity to support myself in deeper mm -hmm. ways, to get more aligned with me. Yeah. And I can look to the natural world, right? Mm -hmm. Which... I'm not one of those people who's out here saying like, you know, herbal medicine's the only way, supplements are the only way. Uh, my goodness, I'm, uh, you know, I'm so glad that antibiotics exist, right? Like mm -hmm. if I need penicillin, bring it, please, yep. right. please bring it quickly, right? Yeah. right. <laughs> so absolutely, there's everything in its balance, everything mm -hmm. in its time, everything in its place. Mm -hmm. uh, and so for me, really at the core philosophically is when the root cause is not trusting ourselves, mm. the medicine needs to be self-trust, mm. mm -hmm. right? And for mm -hmm. me, I know I get a bellyache when I'm out of self-trust. Yeah. I know I get heartburn, I get agita when I'm mm -hmm. not in self-love, when I'm in codependent mm -hmm. thinking and I'm making choices that I know I'm going to regret, mm -hmm. you know I'm going to get heartburn. And I'm wondering if you could talk about what your process is to help somebody heal. Like, where do you start? Mm. Yes. So I use the framework of the three A's, awareness, 
acceptance and action. Mm -hmm. So often we want to jump to action. So if we're thinking about nutrition, someone might say, well, just eat gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, corn-free, sugar-free, caffeine-free, and then you'll feel great. And it's like, well, but don't you want to know what I'm already eating before you and how it makes me feel? Oh, right. That blanket prescribing. So Mm -hmm. too, if we look at behavior change, how many of us have sat in our living room on December 31st and been like, tomorrow, tomorrow is the day, even though I haven't exercised since high school, you know, tomorrow is the day I exercise every single day and I journal and I meditate and I eat well. And I don't drink, even though I'm currently drunk, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Right. So we jump to action. And what we don't know how to do, what we've lost touch with, if to speak generalizing in a generalizing way about the culture, is is to really pause and to Mm -hmm. get into that mindful awareness, that that awareness that lets us be our own watcher, right? And through that process of starting to watch our brains think, getting meta with our own thoughts, we can detach from our own thinking, Yeah, right? We can create some space, right? To see, I am not my thoughts, I am the one thinking them. Yeah. It sounds like the starting point is getting to a a baseline of awareness of what's currently going on. Is that step one? Yeah. And, and I actually do talk a lot about the voices in our head as literal voices. Mm. So coming from internal family systems, which is a school of thinking, a psychological school of thinking that teaches us how to identify the different parts of our psyche, the different parts Mm -hmm. of self that come to the fore in different moments. And this is actually a great segue into acceptance Mm -hmm. because the more we can start to see, oh, that's a protector part that that doesn't want me to get vulnerable. Oh, that's a firefighter. That part is coming in to try to fix my partner, right? Mm. Because if my partner stops doing X, Y, Z, or if they start eating better, or if they start exercising, then I can tell the story that I'm safe mm. by controlling mm-hmm. and manipulating others. That's the mm-hmm. firefighter. Oh, right? interesting. It's cre- yeah, it's creating a crisis so that it can put it out and feel safer that mm-hmm. fixer role. Yeah. 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 We can have managers, parts of us that try to keep us in line, keep us within the bounds of niceness, politeness, mm-hmm. um, which are false ways of being, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those managers can keep us in line with our socialization, our conditioning instead of our authenticity. Mm-hmm. So I actually mm-hmm. teach people to let's listen to those voices in your head and name yes. them and yeah. recognize, you know, what are their goals? What do they want for me? Mm -hmm. Because from there, we can step into acceptance. Mm -hmm. Of course, I have a part that's a manager. How Mm -hmm. else would I have gotten to where I am? Mm -hmm. Of course, I have a part that's a fixer. Mm -hmm. Coming from my childhood, of course, I want that, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Because I think so often what we do is we push away these tender parts of us, Mm -hmm. right? We Mm -hmm. disavow them. Ugh. If only I wasn't so needy, if oh, if only I didn't get annoyed, if only I wasn't so codependent. Mm-hmm. And the more, you know, you can't heal hurt with more hurt. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I, that, that's a great explanation. Do you think that um, that there are there are people in terms of wanting to really make change? Mm 
Do you need a certain type of mindset, though, to truly make change? And what is that? If if the answer is yes, you do need a certain mindset, what is that mindset? Well, I think there's a couple ways to answer this. One, I think, is perhaps you're speaking to a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset mm-hmm. and being open to change. And mm-hmm. I will say when your nervous system is dysregulated, when you don't know how to bring yourself into alignment with yourself, that can feel really challenging. It f- can feel scary. It can activate fear in your body. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Like, I get that. Um, And a shift I love to bring in there to head towards that growth mindset is when you feel the fear, you see the worry. Instead of saying, I feel fear, Mm -hmm. I am aware of fear. Mm -hmm. Because when you are aware of the challenges, Mm -hmm. what a beautiful gift. Look how powerful you are. Yes. I am aware of worry. I don't have to step into it. I don't have to be it. Right? Yeah. I don't have to say I am worried. Mm-hmm. I can say I'm aware of worry. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Right? I I'm telling you, this is so much in line with what we have talked to so many co- women from all different kinds of backgrounds. We've talked to actresses and producers and authors and so many different kinds of people. And the one thing that I think is really consistent in these women, these are all women that I was that I was mm-hmm. um, talking about that we've talked to on the podcast, there I notice that there is a self-awareness that they possess that I think is hard one that they work on it, right? That mm-hmm. they, because, because I will, I will ask them, you know, is this intuitive for you or have you worked on it? And it, and inevitably they all say we've, we've worked on it. We've yeah. worked on figuring out how to be self-aware. Right. And it, it's interesting that that theme comes up and in, in it's the number one thing that mm. you mentioned in terms of your healing process. What can people do because a lot of women, a lot of women we talk to in our community tell us that self-awareness is something they struggle with. Right. What is something that, that a woman can do if she is struggling to build a, I don't know if you'd call it a practice, but so, some, something that allows them to get into what's going on with me, yeah. that self-awareness. Can you, yeah. can you give us some advice? I would start with compassion because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to beat ourselves up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For my clients, it mostly sounds like I'm so smart and and yet I'm Mm -hmm. so smart, but, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm so smart, Mm -hmm. right? Because we know we... We're nerds, right? We have degrees and professional jobs and all the other external markers of smartness. Mm -hmm. And we get stymied in this internal work because what we don't realize is that we've been socialized and conditioned to not trust ourselves as humans Mm -hmm. socialized as women. We've been Mm -hmm. taught actively time and again and again to put our needs last, our wants Mm -hmm. last, our Mm -hmm. truth last, our authenticity last, Mm -hmm. to make our bodies smaller and smaller, to be quieter and quieter, Mm -hmm. right? We have been socialized to not exist, Mm -hmm. right? Because what's the best gene size? Zero. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Right. Right. So bringing in that compassion, like, of course you feel this way. And, and mm-hmm. that's a phrase I use a lot. Of mm-hmm. course I, because mm-hmm. it gives me all this space mm-hmm. to recognize that all I'm doing is being a mammal in, in the setting I'm in. Right. Yeah. Of 
course it's hard for me to hear myself. Of course it's hard for me to hear my intuition and build that self-awareness. So mm-hmm. from that compassion, and of course we don't stop there, right? Because that's right. just a pit of despair, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So um, from that self-compassion, that self-love, recognizing this was this is the system you're you're a part of. Mm-hmm. From there, for me, it starts, you know, we don't what people love to do again, jumping to action is to make these ridiculous perfectionist thought fantasy notions of what is possible for a human, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have so much self-awareness and I'm always going to know what I want and I'm going to speak it today. Right. So of course, then we fall flat on our face and then we start calling ourselves a failure. All that perfectionism kicks in and we're terrible to ourselves. Right. So instead, I invite people to not activate their autonomic nervous system into sympathetic, which is fight or flight, which is what happens when you start on that spin of your own terribleness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And instead to pick something small and to make it something you do every single day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think others will relate to this. I start with beverages. Mm. I'm one of those gals. (laughs) There's like 57 beverages on my desk right now because... Mm -hmm. I like a lot of beverages, Mm -hmm. but just asking yourself, okay, do I want coffee? Do I want tea? Mm -hmm. Asking your body, body, do you need water? Mm -hmm. Do you want some Mm -hmm. greens powder? Would that feel nice? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I go there because it's so quotidian and it's so dumb to start your self-awareness journey with beverages. No, but it doesn't activate your nervous system. And that's exactly the point is to pick something dumb. What shoes do I want to wear? What underwear do I want to wear? Do I want my hair up or down? But asking these like really silly little questions. Right. But knowing that your goal is more self-awareness and self-love. Yes. Yeah. You know what? It strikes me because I think to myself, first of all, it's not, they're not silly. They're tangible. Like the things Mm. you're talking about are tangible. Yeah. And the nice thing about tangible things Mm -hmm. is it forces you to confront the I, the 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 active part of making a decision, right? And I think there's something to be tied here mm. with decision making. Yeah, because I can't tell you how many times I have thought this myself. Mm-hmm. I have heard other women, friends of mine, women I've just encountered talking about how I don't know, I don't know why I did that. It's so important that we try to tap into our decision-making, yes. right? Because it helps us. And I love what you said. It, it's so tangible. It's yes. so, and it's such a good, hopefully relatively easy place to start yeah. because once you start, you sort of, you, you're almost like changing something in your brain, right? Your things are connected. And that's why right. I love that you start with the decision, like small yeah. decisions. Small decisions. I love right. that. You talk about a lot about the inner child. Yes. In your work and yeah. in your podcast. Mm-hmm. What is the inner child? Because I'm going to raise my hand right now and say, <laughs> I've heard it a lot. Yeah. 
don't really know what it is. Yeah. So it is a, the concept that we all have parts of our psyche, like inter, in internal family systems, we mm -hmm. all have these versions of ourselves sort of time stamped onto us in mm -hmm. our psyche, in our mind, in our neural grooves, right? Because that's how brains work. We have these grooves in our mind that where we think the same thought, because we've always thought that same mm -hmm. thought. That's what a belief mm -hmm. is, a thought you thought over and over and over again mm -hmm. until it... Um, those neurons that fire together, wire together in our brain. And mm. so the inner child is just that marking point, right? Mm. Oh, you know, X, Y, and Z happened when I was two, four, six, or eight. And mm. I have created both a conceptualization of the world and mm. an identity, a sense of self mm -hmm. around these moments in time and space. Yeah. And so we, yeah, what we yeah. get to do, again, awareness, acceptance, action, where are those thoughts? Where are your thoughts coming from a child, right? Mm -hmm. Who's driving the bus right now is mm -hmm. the question I invite my clients to ask. And yeah, that I ask a lot on Feminist Wellness on my show, which is who's in charge? Mm -hmm. is, is your aligned, embodied adult self in charge right now? Mm -hmm. Or is it a six-year-old? Is yeah. it a 12 year old? Mon yes. Dieu, if it's a 15 year old, we're all in trouble, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's so interesting that you said that because now it's connecting for me. We had um, a guest on that was talking about how, you know, she, um, you know, she was thinking back to when she, she did, she ended up not getting married. Um, she's never been married and mm -hmm. she was, you know, had been beating herself up about it. And mm -hmm. she said that she finally got to a point where she said, like, she would think back, well, when I was 10, I would dream about my wedding. I would dream about these things. And then she, she kind of had a realization that, why would she allow her 10-year-old self to be making decisions for her when she was in her 50s? You know, it's just, wow. And that, so it's all, it's clicking for me. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. I love that. Yeah. How do you overcome setbacks? Because inevitably, we all have setbacks, right? We, um, we experience, you know, we, we go, we go after something and it's, you know, it's part of our journey, let's say, but we don't get there the way we think we do. We want mm. to. Right. So well, there are so going to be, there are things that we would consider to be setbacks. How do you, how do you handle that? Well, I start by reminding myself that regret is always optional. It's never mandated. And beating myself up is also always optional, right? It's not a choice I ever have to make. Mm -hmm. So there's two ways to look at a quote-unquote failure, right? right? It can mean you're wrong, you're bad, you messed up, there's something wrong with you. How could you not meet that goal? How could I have a setback? I'm a perfectionist. How, right. how come I'm so not perfect? Mm -hmm. We can look at a failure as evidence that we tried. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Evidence that we put ourselves out there. We took courageous action. Mm -hmm. And from mm -hmm. there, we can pause and we can ask ourselves, what is it that didn't work out? Mm -hmm. right. Was I in awareness? Was mm -hmm. I really in acceptance? Did I do my thinking? Did I do my thought work? Was mm -hmm. I centered and grounded? 
Mm-hmm. Was I connected with self when I took that action? Mm-hmm. Or was I doing it un- you know, without intention, without yeah. awareness? Was I unconscious or was I present? Yeah. Because when I'm present, everything works out, which doesn't yeah. mean it always goes my way. Right. Right. But it means that I can find peace and ease within myself and my heart yeah. around whatever it is that may have happened. Next question is, how can people find you? So you can find me over at victoriaalbina.com. I have a suite of free meditations and nervous system centering exercises that are available for free right at the top of the page. My podcast is called Feminist Wellness. You can find me on Instagram at victoriaalbinawellness. I give good gram. Um, And that's it. Those are the three top ways to find me. Um, My six-month program is called Anchored, Overcoming Codependency, and you can learn more about it at victoriaalbina.com slash anchored. Well, thank you so much, Victoria. We really appreciate your time today and all of your great insights and advice. It was such a delight. Thank you so much for having me. Be well. You too. Thank you for listening to She Speaks How She Does It. We hope that this episode inspired you in your own experience and path towards success. Be sure to like and subscribe to follow our series of conversations. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. So join the conversation at She Speaks Up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can also join She Speaks at shespeaks.com. Thanks for listening and look forward to our next conversation. Thank you for listening. If you're an influencer or a brand that wants to work with us, please feel free to email us at info at Until next time.